It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Talking the team hailing from the mighty Waikato, it's Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, this is Chiefs Mana at 26 away from 8. And Carmo, I, uh, mate, I couldn't wait to get you on this week because I watched that game on the weekend against the Blues and, boy, there was a guy that I knew. I was like, Carmo will be fizzing watching this performance and that was Josh Lord. I just thought he was immense for the Chiefs. Yep, we talked him up last week, didn't we, Ricardo? Big man, uh, big man in combination with another big man, uh, Brody Retellick. And I love the way Brody Retellick makes players around him better. Um, yeah, he knows his role, does his role. That means Josh Lord could play a bit tighter. Core roles, which is dominating the air, kickoffs, lineouts, scrum really well, tick, 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 all of those. And then he could play a little bit tighter inside uh, Brady Retallick and just cut it up and do what he had to do. So, now nah, uh, great to get him, uh, see him get a start. Uh, great to see him do well, uh, get the ball in hand. And that combination, Ricardo, would just grow. I mean, I see a locking combination, honestly, like I see a 9-10 combination, a 12-13 combination. These guys are a partnership, and they've got to play in sync together, uh, complement each other, and they'll only grow with time. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he was really good. I mean, I know it might be a bit pre- premature saying this. Uh, he's already been an all-black. But, I mean, if he performs like that week in, week out through the Super Rugby season... He's not going to be far behind Scott Barrett for that third all-black locking spot, is he? Yeah, look, mate, you don't want to put his name in the lights uh, too early on. He's got a heck of a lot of work to do to, to, to dominate and be at that level every week uh, international rugby. But I tell you what, he should look at have a lot of tapes of uh, Sam Whitelock over the years, how Sam Whitelock's grown, um, what he does out in the field, how he works his partnership with Brody, And if he, he studies what Sammy's done um, and emulates what Sammy's done, he, he's in with a good shout, but, mate, let's not put his names like too early. Uh, he's got a heck of a long way to go, but uh, he's a Chiefs for, for the moment. If he does that for the remaining uh, Chiefs season, alongside Brady Retallick, we'll be happy campers. Definitely happy campers, mate. What did you uh, what did you make of the decision to play Tupu Vai um, at, start him at blindside in this game? What was the thinking behind that, do you think? Well, I mean, Clayton McMillan's hand was forced, wasn't he? Because their number number one guy, uh, Luke Jacobson, wasn't there. Luke Jacobson is going to be there, uh, number six. I actually thought it was quite a good shout. Uh, very athletic man, of course. I don't think he's quite as um, fearsome and as frightening as, as some other sixes going around or maybe an international six at the moment. But how can you judge that on just the one game? Clearly very athletic, what he can do in the lineouts at bolsters that his ability to, to run maybe that left-hand channel if they want Brody or someone else to, you know, uh, the big number eight, uh, big Gus to run the right-hand channel, that could be absolutely a work in progress for them because once more, with, with look, I don't know um, 
uh, Vai that well. And I, I haven't seen him train. I haven't seen him in the gym. So I haven't kind of been been really close to him. But in the interactions I had with him, he doesn't strike me as a big, fearsome international lock forward. Now, that's tongue-in-cheek because I'm not a big, fearsome you know, lock <laughs> international lock forward either. So I absolutely uh, want to say that the coaches have probably got it right in their selection. But him being a number six and the ability to do that when we have big men like Josh Law, like Brody, like you know Scotty Barrett, like Patrick Turpelode when he comes back in the locking position, that may be a, a, an absolute opportunity for him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good shout, actually. Good shout. Uh, I mean, that uh, that loose forward battle was just superb, wasn't it? I mean, you've talked about Big Gus Soakula uh, already. I mean, he's he, he just a metre eater, isn't he? I mean, to be honest, I, 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 I look at him and I was like, man, how's this guy not playing rugby league? He'd be tearing it up in the NRL. Yeah, but he's a better rugby union player, mate. Um, <laughs> let's keep him in our code. And he's right for our code because he knows our code. And he gets up over the game line. It's just his leg drive. You know, I mean, clearly not just his leg drive. Look at the size of the guy. I mean, where do you tackle him? But it's, it's clearly his timing, running on the ball, what the forwards we keep going on about all the time. Ricardo, those guys in front of him, giving them momentum so he can run forward onto the ball. Fantastic. I thought they scrummed really well, gave him a good platform at number eight. Uh, Sammy Kane, I just love, we've talked about Sammy Kane's uh, ability to come back on the off-season and wanting to play from round one. And I've been thinking a lot about Sam Kane and, and even Brody Retallica, a lesser degree, they had a disappointing end to last year. And I tell you what, Ricardo's an all-black, emotionally anyway for me, you know, you know the emotions of those losses and they stick with you so much more than the great victories we've had in all-black jerseys. And clearly they had a disappointing end to 2021. And when you when you lose an all-black jersey, like they did against Ireland and France, whilst you have this emotion of disappointment, you also have this amazing emotion of resolve. I'm going to bloody change these, what I have to change. You don't want that feeling to last. And I can just see in Sam Kane's eyes, who didn't play a lot of footy last year, let's be honest, he clearly had this huge resolve over the off-season got himself in tremendous shape and wants to play good football. And he didn't play a lot of football last year, as we keep saying, so he's come from the off. And the great thing about a guy like Sam Kane, Brody Retallick, you know, Artie Savia, the level that we're seeing at the moment is their benchmark level. These guys won't drop below this level. They'll only get better as the season progresses, and that's a bloody good thing for Super Rugby fans and for All Black fans. Yeah, well, I'm not sure what you've got lined up for dinner on Saturday night, uh, Carmo, but I can tell you dessert is going to be Sam Wylock, Scott Barrett, up against Brody Retallick, Josh Lord, and I know you will be licking your chops at that. Um, how do you th- how do you see that battle going? Oh, look, mate, let, let's start from from the off, and we're going to have a great guest coming up where we can allude on this too, Ricardo. These teams don't like each other, and that's a good thing. Um, and, and the Chiefs going down there to Christchurch with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because. And they had the opportunity to win a game at Eden Park, and they bloody love winning at Eden Park. Who doesn't love winning at Eden Park? So that would have been a good one. They unfortunately uh, couldn't get the job done there, so they'll be going down there with a little bit of, uh, you know, payback. I would love to have gone three and zero rather than two and one going into this game. So that's, I think, the scene setter, Ricardo. These guys don't like each other, and that's bloody good. And whether that, whether that's just hype, it's a good hype. But I tell you what, if I was in that camp, uh, the Chiefs camp, 
I'd be absolutely stirring the pot and saying, boys, we have to physically get into these guys. Because you know one thing, Ricardo, I know we'll talk more in the second half about leading up to this game. I actually think uh, Razor Robinson, who is, we all know, brilliant coach, I hope he's made a little error in resting some of his star players last week and they've stopped their momentum. And the Chiefs are ready because they're back into it after the Eden Park game and they're ready and they will just come at these guys and blow them away. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. It is the game of the weekend. And coming up uh, on Chiefs Manor is a man that's played for both teams and uh, knows what it's all about, the nitty-gritty and hurting the other team, and that is Richard Lowe. He's up next here on Chiefs Manor on SCNZ. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in-store or online at the Talk lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Chiefs Manor, talking Chiefs rugby with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SCNZ. Yeah, it's 14 away from eight. Uh, just struggling to get hold of Richard Lowe at the moment. I know uh, where he lives. The, the coverage isn't great. He did say to me, Carmo, he said, I'm going to be driving home around that time. Just before I get home, there's no coverage, but I'll be all right once I get to the house. So we'll keep trying, and hopefully Lowe will be on uh, with us soon, mate. I mean, uh, you played with the bloke. Uh, obviously, you know how passionate he is about his rugby. What was he What was he like to be playing in a team with versus playing in a team against? He was he, For the first thing about uh, Lowe, what you see off the field was a different bloke what you see on the field. When he walked over that white line, man, he turned into this beast, right? And beast, wonderful to have on your side. Great roommate, uh, Richard Lowe. He had the old 5.30 a.m. cup of tea. He'd be up uh, making you a cup of tea, stirring and chatting away. Good chat, man, uh, Lowe. Um, so he was a great roomie, fantastic, although an early riser, so that wasn't ever too bad for me. But then, and he was always on the loose head side, so that's the side I used to push on as well. Um, so I didn't have to do a lot of pushing, to be fair, Ricardo. Uh, the old <laughs> big slam and beat would just stand there. Um, <laughs> and then when we played together for the Chiefs, of course, he was Super Rugby 1997. I think he was with the Chiefs before he went down to Crusaders. He used to set up those amazing malls, didn't he? People, if you can look back on YouTube or cast your mind back to the Chiefs or the Waikato days, he had that strength to kind of stand, ball tucked in under the right mitt, and you just developed this mall around Lowy. He had this amazing ability to just kind of stand really strong, these big carry stump of legs, uh, you know, stronger than he bloody looks, old Lowy, and then just drive everything forward. So now great man to have on your team. A great man, as I say, for me anyway, to, to push behind because I didn't have to do a lot of pushing and, and fearsome in the line-out. <laughs> Actually, I just this wasn't a very quick story. It just reminded me of yeah. a Rich Lowe story. We were playing with the Barbarians once against England, Twickenham. One of my first times for the Barbarians. But anyway, I was marking this guy called Wade Dooley, who was was starting to kind of push and shove me a bit. I said to Lowe, we need to sort this guy out. Um, and I can't remember who the other lock was um, from the England team, but on this line that Lowe went to sort them out, they swapped positions. Um, so Wade Dooley wasn't opposite me. And then all of a sudden, the bloke who Wade Dooley was normally standing is lying on the ground. Lowy's got the old sore right hand. And I said, I said thanks, Lowy, but it was the wrong bloke. <laughs> so, no, he was, he was a good enforcer, a good teammate, and a good protector of me, and I, I love him to bits. Yeah, no, he's a good, good man. I did a bit of work with him at another station, actually, and uh, we were... Uh we were having some, uh, well, there was a there was a uh, work outing, shall we say, and uh, I was about three or four beers in, and I'm stood at the uh, at the bar, and I just felt this. It felt like somebody had punched me in the back, just under the shoulder blade. 
you know, it was quite it was quite firm, it was quite hard, and I kind of was like, you know, and uh, turned around and threw an elbow, thinking somebody's kind of having having a crack, and turned around, and I'd hit Lowy in the chest with this elbow, and yeah. he'd, he'd he'd smacked me on the back. Right. Schoolboy era, Ricardo. Very much, mate. Honestly, the, I think the colour must have drained from my face. And I, uh, he just said to me, uh, can you get me a spates and the missus a red wine? Cheers, mate. And <laughs> laughed and walked off. <laughs> it was just like my life flashed before my eyes, Carmo. Hey, but while we're uh, low, he's not on there as well. I just want to quickly go back to that Chiefs Blues game. And I know mm. there's been a lot of lot made of Tom Robinson giving away those two penalties at the end. But I've, I, I mean, I love Tom Robinson's energy into a team. The first penalty where he got in front for the more, yeah, that was a bit dumb. But the thing about that second penalty, and in any other occasion, Ricardo, that could have been you know, gone either way or, or not pulled up uh, whatsoever. The great thing about that penalty or just that contest is he's in the contest. He's fighting. He's pushing the limit, and that's what you have to do, right to the absolute wire. And if Tom Robinson had a disrupted or turned over that ball absolute hero and they won the game for the Blues you know thankfully for the Blues they didn't get the kick unfortunate for young Bryn nine times out of ten he slots that he didn't on this, that occasion so but I thought Tom's competitive nature really stood out there and I was pleased for him and the other very quick thing on that that moment with the missed kick the, the young boy Arcoy, the, the lock I thought there was a nice moment too when he came immediately up to Bryn and said don't worry about it champ uh, and they moved on. So I thought that was that was a nice display as well in that game. But I tell you what, Ricardo, who the heck would want to be a coach? I mean, I know as a fan, and I don't know how you watch games as a fan, but as a fan for the Chiefs or the All Blacks, when they're tight like that, my insides just twist up. I get so, so nervous for my team, wanting them to do so well. That's why I like it when the All Blacks are up by 30 at halftime. I can sit back, enjoy and relax and, and watch the game. But, boy, I, I, I don't think... I have the temperament to be a coach. I take my hat off to them. Yeah, no, I, I, and to be honest, mate, I, you know, when that penalty got given away, I, all I could think of was Leon McDonald in the coach's box, thinking how the Blues had lost the game against the Canes the week before, and thinking, well, and they've just they've just gone and lost this game too. Yeah, it's absolutely out of your hands. I think that's the thing where I don't see how it go very well as a, as a coach or, or put myself into those situations. You have no control over the situation. Liam McDonald's done all he can do. He would have talked about discipline all the way through. Yep, Tom Robinson was competing, so absolutely give him that last line-out penalty. But then young Bryn Gatlin steps up, and what do you do? You just sit there and watch it. You either take it and say, well done, or, or you miss, and you go, well, thank goodness for that. We can survive another day. But what a great competition. New Zealand side's going toe-to-toe. Um, both really good games. I thought that once more the game at Eden Park was a fantastic spectacle um, a real high standard, good pace, good skill level. And, man, you've got to be on your absolute game for 81 minutes to, to excel in this, Auckland, uh, in this New Zealand conference. Really hard. That's what we're fighting, as we said in week one, Ricardo, fighting for that top one or two spots. Because by then, the crowds will be around. Home advantage will, will absolutely, as we know, play a big hand in it. And that's what the, the Blues, the, the Chiefs, the Crusaders, the Hurricanes are fighting for those top spots. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of that. And, you know, I I just wish, I think we, we talked about it the other week, you know, that Blues-Canes game, you just wish there was a crowd for that. And it was much the same with that Blues-Chiefs game. You wish there was a, a full house for that because uh, the atmosphere would have been absolutely electric. Uh, I, I know it's not uh, something we normally talk about with you, Carmo, but I think we've got to mention Brad Webber too. 100th game for the Chiefs, couple of tries. He did everything he could on that field. Take my hat off to the man. That's absolutely... Longevity um, gives you a legacy, Right, and he's got a legacy within the Chiefs region, uh, and what he's done from you know, when he started 2014 or whenever it was. He just he plays at a level, and we talked once more the first week about the importance of Brad Weather at halfback. You know, plays at a level of consistency every week that the coaches know what he's going to deliver, the speed that he can give to his backline, Joshuaani, and they can do what they want to do is outstanding. So clearly, he keeps himself in great nick. And that's testament to, to the, the, the length of time he's had in the game, the 100 games and the Chiefs jersey. And clearly he loves it because if you don't love what you're doing, you don't produce what he does on a weekly basis. So, yeah, congratulations, Brad Weber, the whole family who's committed to those 100 games for the Chiefs and, and here's to many more. Yeah, indeed, indeed. He's uh, he's going great guns, and I think he well and truly established himself as the number two all-black halfback these days as well. Uh, let's get into your picks then, Carmo. <clears throat> your picks for the weekend. Uh, we'll start at North Harbour Stadium, uh, the Blues versus the Highlanders on Friday night. Yeah, unfortunately this game has been transferred from Whangarei uh, because of these COVID situations. That's where it was scheduled to be down, but and I was going to go along to it, but it's down at North Harbour Stadium. Uh, I'm going the Blues in that one. Blues in that one. What about the Rebels and the Brumbies? Yeah, I actually foolishly went the Rebels last week <laughs> and gave myself a real slap um, there because I got beaten. And well done to the to the to Fiji. So I've gone the Brumbies. And they're the, by far them and the Reds, by far the two best sides over yep. the ditch. Uh, what about the Canes and uh, Moana Pacifica? Well, well done Moana Pacifica. That's fantastic. They will build consistency. It's going to be hard. So I've gone the Canes, and they are my uh, team to to go through. Um, on the other competition we're doing. Yeah, all right. And uh, Chiefs, Chiefs, obviously. Chiefs yeah. by how many? Uh, well, three's enough, but I think six. The okay. Reds, and then the Western Red. Force over New South Wales. I've gone them again. Good stuff. Good stuff, Carmo. Always good to chat. Looking forward to Chiefs Mana again next week, eh? And looking forward to a great Chiefs victory. Go the Chiefs! For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.